This is the 919 Beer Podcast, part of the Capital Broadcasting Podcast Network. Now, here are your hosts for the 919 Beer Podcast, Joe Ovius, Adam Eshbaugh, and Wayne Holt. That's recording. Red is for record. I hope you didn't corrupt the file. I, well, I would if I put if I pulled this out. Never pull it out. Your pullout That's what game, she said. <laughs> Eshbaugh's pullout <laughs> game is so weak, man. So weak. Couch pulls out. out. I don't. <laughs> <laughs> Never put out. You lose interest. <laughs> it's the Nine One Nine Beer Podcast. Joe Obius from Ninety Nine Nine, the fan, Adam Eshball and Wayne Holt from Nine One Nine Beer. Uh, the we, that would be a perfect cold intro uh, that people will not actually be able to hear. It'll it'll, yes. ne- it'll never <laughs> see the light of day. If we still did cold intros. And if this were lived, if this were if this were an OnlyFans podcast, no, no. then maybe you could have caught the. Cold I think intro, in podcast form we could get away from that. Yeah, away maybe, with maybe, that. maybe, maybe, maybe not. You got to remember, we are air, we are also broadcast on the. So buzz. I mean, they can just put the podcast form with that and then cut just it saying. for the radio. Just saying, just saying. Um, Adam has a radio story to tell you. <laughs> I have a radio. The one you told me on the way over about the dude in the parking lot. Listen to the podcast. Oh, yeah, yeah. So, interestingly <laughs> enough, this was weeks ago. I forgot to tell you guys. Um, I was at Lowe's Foods mm-hmm. in Holly Springs, getting out of the car and uh, and walking into the store, and I heard this truck goes by, and I, like, had his speakers way Cranked. loud. Yeah. Because that's what not, you do with the 919 Beer Podcast. But not it. music. I heard our voices. <laughs> And this was the first time ever, and I just started cracking up laughing in the middle of the park. I'm like, well, I guess we made it, boys. There you go. We're, we're here. Saturday Joe from the, po- from the beer podcast. Windows down. Finally made it crank big. Crank it. Yep. That's where crank we're at. Crank the podcast. Just crank that podcast. We yeah, got- so shout out to that guy driving that truck. Thanks for listening. <laughs> we got Southern, Southern Pines in the house today. Jamie Doom and Micah Niebauer are here. Um, it's been a while, I think. I think it's, we're, we're coming up, I think, like on two years or maybe like, a year and a half since you actually came through, Jamie, if I remember correctly. Look, yes, last time I, you were here, I just know the last time you were here, you gave me the greatest hoodie of all time. <laughs> well, it is a highly sought after hoodie because I've I've had some, you know, people have come over and we got our um we've got a fire pit in the backyard and all that stuff. And we're like, oh, you know, I didn't bring a jacket or whatever it is. I'm like, hold up. And then I they put on the Southern Pines hoodie that you gave me, and they're like, oh, my, this is the greatest thing. I'm like, right, you can't have it. My, People want to steal that hoodie. Micah, Micah likes to spend a lot of money on our swag. So, All right, well, that's you know all, what? That's all, that's all up to him. And, and, and Jamie so. likes to give it all away. Yeah, 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 well, he gave it to me, and it is easily the best hoodie I have in the collection. One, and I'm not just saying that because you guys are here. It really is. One of my first hoodie. years uh, working, I got in trouble for giving away $10,000 for the T-shirts. So. <laughs> I was like, maybe we should have cheaper T-shirts than $30 T-shirts, you know? Wow. Okay. That's impressive. We have cheaper t-shirts now. Good good call. We have t-shirts just for me to give away. Good call. Good call. And then I think Micah was here before I came on board, actually, um, way back in the day, probably seven years ago, right when you guys first opened. Yeah. I mean, you guys have been on several times. Micah was was on, um, yeah, that first year, 20, like 2014, 15. Yeah. You guys were brand new, and I remember you you brought um, a beer down that you had harvested cherries yourself. I think those are cherries I brought back from Wisconsin. Yes, and yes. that was our uh, it was our uh, our porter. Yes, we aged and it was in. awesome. Yeah, that, that yeah. was like that coconut. Maniscalco porter. hosted yeah. that one actually. 
It's oh, good times. Good times. Yeah. Those podcasts are always the best, best podcasts. So now that we've, well, yeah, because they went like an hour and a half. Yeah. <laughs> we just couldn't turn it off. Anyway, now that we've uh, gone down memory lane, thank you guys for joining us again. Um, we obviously have new stuff to talk about, but, but original stuff too. We're already drinking Duck Hook, which is like the OG. The beer. first. <laughs> but it's changed, yeah? Duck Hook started out as a cream ale, and you changed it to a blonde ale a few years back. And and the only thing that changed is what you just said. So okay. same, same beer, same recipe. It's funny how that works. <clears throat> yeah, and uh, you know you change it from a cream ale to a blonde ale on the can, and, and the your sales double. And, is that uh, is that what happened? That's what I wanted to know. <laughs> that's exactly it. So nothing yep. about the beer has changed. Not not a bit. Just the marketing. Yep. I always go back to the very first beer festival we ever went to in Charlotte, and it was a. Uh, Doesn't Brewers taste very Hill, creamy. Right? Well, and, and somebody we had Mandalaw and Duck Hook, you know, first two beers we mm-hmm. ever made, the only beers we had out at the time, and uh, uh, one of the it was a reporting reporters were there for the marketing event just for them. They tried our Mandalaw, and they're like, "Well, I can't try your your cream ale. I'm vegan," and I was like. What's a vegan? I don't like. Why can't they drink this one? I don't get. It. I thought I knew maybe, but now yeah. I'm super confused. And it was three days later. I was like, "Oh man, cream ale." She thought there was lactose or or dairy. Yeah, products. yeah, yeah. And so the, a cream ale. I mean, such a delicious beer, but the the branding of that name just what is, is a little confusing. It is. It, it struggles. So, or yeah. I just think Jenny. Yep, that's it. And that might get somebody else to have some different kind of memories that they don't want to relive, um, and then just you know go from there. But no, this is a good beer. It's 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 where it's at now. Jamie, what are you pouring now? Right now, I'm pouring um, our Kolsch. This is something we're developing, um, hopefully to be a seasonal next year. Okay. Um, really haven't really haven't uh, come up with a name, and we did a really small batch of it first. Um, we called it Jay Kolsch to come up. Um, we don't want to. Well done. We don't. We don't want to. I was going to say. I don't want any beef with Jay Cole. So Dream, we're, 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 Dreamville we're might be paying you a visit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, hey, I, 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 we're here to create a community. Of course, and, and of so, course. Uh, we're going to rebrand it. It might just be called Southern Pines Colch for all I know. But um, yeah, this is a. Uh, we basically try to reverse engineer, uh, but I do want people to think of that every time they drink it. <laughs> yes, now, now I was very I, now proud I'm, of that pun. That's, and that's a very good pun. The entire, the like, entire oh, beer, industry, beer industry definitely relies on puns. So because uh, you could, because you could, you could do variations on it, yeah. and you could just you know add another ver- play on a Jay Cole track. I mean, oh man, so many, so many possibilities. Yes. Oh yeah, well, there's so many things. Oh, hey, well. maybe since we're uh, going to be moving into Fayetteville, eventually maybe we'll get to meet maybe. the man himself and pitch him some ideas. That'd be cool. That'd it's a be perfect cool. collab idea. Just be like, "Hey, you can come brew this Kolsch with us." And well, you, we can uh, name it after you. You bring up, <laughs> you bring up Fayetteville, um, and what you guys have planned going on. For those who might not be aware, um, what what are the plans uh, for y'all's expansion? Sure. Well, first, we are going to eventually open for everybody who asks. Okay. Many, many times a day, um, the project has been coming along, but we were. Uh, real fortunate to find a, a great old building right on Hay Street downtown, mm-hmm. 123 Hay Street. Couldn't have a better address. And uh, a two-story old building built in 1900, and we're going to be turning it into a two-story with a rooftop bar uh, tap room in the Fayetteville Market Forest. First time delving into food, so we're going to have a restaurant on the ground floor. Fear and trepidation going mm-hmm. into that part of it. But, uh, you know, different theme on each bar, and that rooftop portion is going to be just killer. And so we're, we're really excited about what we have happening there. Uh, drawings are at the engineer stage. We should start demo this month inside there to get it ready, and it's going to be a pretty killer upfit project. Jamie was talking before um, we were recording that it's you're not only having the food, but you're also doing. Am I allowed to talk about this? You're you're going to do more than just beer. 
Yeah, we're planning on putting a tiki bar on the rooftop and maybe doing some craft cocktails uh, on the second floor as well. So okay. it'll be a whole new world. A whole new world. <laughs> yeah, it's it's and it's it's kind of fun. Where first floor is going to be a bunch of uh, tap tails, you know, and try to um, and we're going to really do more of like a taco theme thing there from a food standpoint. Second floor, we we'll have a music venue, more of a high end bar up there, mm-hmm. upscale craft cocktails, a lot of our barrel aged stuff, and some killer pilsners. And top floor is going to be just a fun, fun place. So that should be a um, just a really neat spot. Uh, and look, I'm I'm going to plead ignorance on this one. Um, not the fifth, even though that's popular these days. <laughs> um, the it always comes back to politics with you. I know Joe, it's always one and st- hating NC State. <laughs> one star, one star. What is the Fayetteville scene? Right now, like, what do you guys? That's you know, been the really the cool thing is, uh, whenever we bought the building, um, I was talking to Mike and I, I said, you know, one one of us needs to live there <laughs> if we're going to open up a bar sure. there. Like someone has in a restaurant and take on such a big project. We want we want to open up the place that Fayetteville wants and needs. We we need to understand you know that market, but also start to make those relationships. We're going to have to hire, I don't know, eighty to a hundred people to to staff that place up. And so I moved there in February mm-hmm. and, you know, Fayetteville's kind of been crapped on forever in this state. Yeah. You know? Um, and, but the reality is, and I just had an open mind walking, uh, into, into Fayetteville and in being there is, it's just a really rich, uh, the, one of the most diverse, uh, cities in the state. Um, and I'm super excited. People, people there really want something nice. Um, there's a lot of talent, I feel like, there mm-hmm. in the bar and restaurant scene. There's so many restaurants. There's 400,000 people, you know, with the ba- included with the base uh, living in that area. And so there already is, like, some cool places there. But um, the downtown had been neglected for a long time. It's, you know, that story that's happening in all the cities in, in North Carolina where all this business is moving back downtown. They're talking about making the downtown a social district and, and all of that. Um, we're, we're moving right across the street from Gaston Brewing, and they've welcomed us with open arms. And uh, I've known Tito over at Dirtbag for a long time. He's probably the first, when we bought the building, he's the first person I called and say, hey, we're coming into town. Yeah. You know, and uh, we'd love to collaborate with you on something once we get there. And he's created a really cool community out there, too. So we're really excited about it. I think the scene really uh, can can support us, and we're going to be really responsive to what they want as well. Mm-hmm and really make that something that the entire community can kind of take ownership of. So talking about what the community wants, um, one of those things, obviously beer and a variety of beer, and you guys have always done a good job of having plenty of variety in, in your, your beer program, um, which is why I like having you guys on. <laughs> and, uh, but let's start talking about some beer. So you, you poured, you poured duck hook, you know, it's it's a cream ale, but we'll call it a Blondale. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you poured a cold, which is tasty, and you guys are working on that. What is your process while Jamie's opening up whatever the next one is? You, you guys do – I want to know what your process is um, before you put an actual seasonal batch or whatever you want to call it. But, but you do quite a bit of, um, you know, testing on, on, on your beers, on, on your batches before they – are in out in the market now you that testing includes your tapper i'm sure Definitely. but because you have a pilot system but can you talk about that process no i think you know when we when we talk about putting new beers out in the market we start with our customers 
and it's sort of who is this beer for, where are they going to be drinking it, what's that situation, and, and really try to build something appropriate for that to start with. You know, is this out on the beach? Is this on a is this a bottle share? Like what what's happening with this beer first? And uh, our pilot system, like you said, was was killer. I remember when we first started in our original equipment loan package, we had a little two-head filler canning line on there, and we decided instead to get the Psycho Brew system, two-and-a-half-barrel system, the four fermenters, one little bright for it. And that was one of the best decisions, maybe the best decision we made uh, starting out from an equipment standpoint. So that that small system just keeps cranking out stuff for us all the time. And now with two taproom locations, hopefully a third, hopefully a fourth soon, um, you know, we ha- we are able to get so much feedback on on these beers and also just refine the recipes. We're doing it a long time where we're pretty good at that first throw a spaghetti on the wall and see where it sticks. But, you know, working around the edges on it and getting it better, is a, it's a great opportunity before we scale. So what size is that pilot system? Two and a half barrel. Okay, so two and a half barrels, that gives you plenty to, to play around with, but it Definitely. doesn't last forever. Right, it's, it's on and gone. <clears throat> and then, so from there, you're able to, to pretty much make your changes and scale up immediately. Definitely. Most of our batches you'd see, even our limited release ones, I'd say average get brewed twice on the pilot system before we ever scale them. And sometimes that third, you know, on the big system when we scale it, sometimes there's even a few tweaks there where we know what we're, hey, let's just take out a Scoachmore Carafa and we're there and we're good. Um, But, you know, usually it's a two-time process at least. Does that mean there's a Schwartz beer coming? You said Carafa, that's why I'm asking. There could be. be. All you got to do is ask. Or maybe a pumpkin cream cold brew. (laughs) We're selling out. We're doing our our first pumpkin pumpkin beer we've ever made. When's it coming out? Why wasn't it out three weeks ago? (laughs) Yeah. I was going to say, I should have had that at the beach uh, a couple weeks ago. Come on now. (laughs) Our first one, we'll get better at the release time. That's right. Next year, we are going to do the uh, rum barrel aged uh, pineapple thief for you to take to the beach again. Perfect. Uh, Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, a question yeah. about Southern Pines, your uh, your original tap room, what's happening down there? I mean, uh, obviously, Pinehurst is seeing some great growth down there with the USGA putting in the new, or the PGA, which one is it? Putting in the new uh, yeah. World of Golf and all those good things. Yeah, um, yeah I think Live Golf. Yeah, Live Golf. Through, yeah, right? that's what this. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but obviously. <laughs> You know, obviously closer to Raleigh, Sanford, and that whole area is blowing up with, uh, you know, 7,500 employee, uh, VinFast coming. What are you seeing in your market as far as growth of your original home base? Um, you know, are you seeing, are you seeing more, uh, are you seeing more sales in your backyard as well? Or you pretty much, you're, you're, you're is your tap room kind of plateaued and that's why you're looking to go to Fatfield? Or are you still seeing growth in, in your original tap rooms? You know, I think we're incredibly fortunate to be in an area of North Carolina that is not also, not only growing from a population standpoint, which North Carolina is, Absolutely. but uh, the state. tourism for us is just taken off. Last year was the best year from a tourism standpoint Moore County ever had, and this year they're up, I can't remember, it was 30 or 50% already off of last year's numbers. I think we're up 50%. In, in really looking at occupancy tax coming in from our sure, hotels. Sure, yeah. How far are you guys actually from uh, from Pinehurst? It's not far. <laughs> Two, three, I mean, five minutes drive to hit the, the side. Right. So, so, you know, we just hosted yeah, the U.S. Women's Open, which yeah. is in Southern right. Pines. I mean, yeah. you could right across. And we've got the things. men's in 24. Men's in 24 coming back. Mm-hmm. And so many tournaments. They just had the adaptive athlete one. First time they've ever done that over at Pinehurst mm-hmm. 6. And so USGA coming there. Is is going to be a catalyst that revolutionizes what's going to happen to? Yeah, that's what our I was market. getting at down there. I think that mm-hmm. where you guys are are there, um, 
you know, we just talked about Fayetteville and what you're doing there. Are, are there any plans to expand further where you are or into Southern Pines or other tap rooms down there as well? Definitely. We're, we're actually in the process of uh, this next Monday, there's a public hearing in, uh, in Carthage. And we're looking Ooh, nice. to go to, uh, you know, about 15 minutes north where I live, about 20 minutes north of downtown Southern Pines. Carthage is our county seat yeah. and kind of been a quieter, sleepy town. But it's mm-hmm. the only place with land really left to grow. The town has already got development happening. It's going to double in size. And it's so much closer to some of those really big projects happening, like you mentioned. Yeah, I was going to say, I mean, so you, you, guys got, you guys got to take over that old radio station and do a whole new concept <laughs> on the way into town. <laughs> You know what I'm talking about, right? You shouldn't mention something like that to me. I feel like I'm, I'm going to hear that and be like, we should start a radio. He, he wants, you know, to, he, he wants to do all the projects. He wants to do all the projects. I know what you need a new project. It's, yeah. like, it's yeah. like our friends over at Ancillary where they, throw, they turned an old BB&T branch into a, into a, into a place. There's an yeah, old, but that's been done many times. The yeah. radio station, Metal, I'm not so sure. No, I was going to say, it's an, yeah. old, it's an old tower. Uh, that's on your way into yeah. Pinehurst. It's got something on the tower too. There's yeah, like yeah, a yeah. Horse or something. That's like no, no, no. We're not talking about the Palomino. Oh, okay. <laughs> not talking about the Palomino. <laughs> not talking about that one. Oh, I thought that's, that that's was a, radio that's a separate conversation. <laughs> on we the can't way talk to... anything Sanford without the Palomino <laughs> coming out of Joe's mouth. Up. It's getting brought up. <laughs> no, so yeah, I was gonna say because the last time I came through town was was for one of the golf events, and I remember. You know, kind of in the corner of my eyes, seeing this old, old timey radio station with a tower and everything. I'm like, is that even functioning still? If it's not, you guys got to totally take that, that place over. is still. It is still functioning. Okay, still functioning. Like, okay. like the, I think the reach is just out of the parking lot there. Like yeah, it sounds about right. <laughs> and you guys, you guys can have your own. Watts. Hey, you know what? Maybe the sports talk radio thing doesn't work out for me. I'll just come out and be the little area DJ. I love it. Uh, <laughs> and um, and we'll go from there. What, what really, what really helped us to going back to Wayne's question a little bit is I think that since the last time I talked to you, we opened up a second tap room in downtown Southern Pines. The other one was kind of back in a business park. Yeah. yeah and right. just really that that has been very successful for us. And just that cash flow has allowed us to look to Fayetteville. Has allowed us gotcha. to do all that. And we couldn't have done all of this growth or be looking, you know, to to be this aggressive, I think, without that second we forgot how much money we made selling our own beer out of our own tap room. Yeah, I was right. going to say, on, yep. on site is where it's at, obviously. And, you know, Wayne's bringing up the big events and whatnot, but the way I kind of look at it is it's a destination. That area is a destination because of all the golf courses. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I got to imagine that I'm, I'm, sure, I'm sure you get bachelor parties coming through and everything else as well uh, to these types of things. Yeah, there's so many. Yeah, so many, so many different types of things that come year. through. Yeah. But you've also got the national home builders or, or the larger regionals that are now moving further toward that area where they're going down and buying hundreds of acres and putting in hundreds of homes because there's still affordable land there. Right. Uh, and with the uh, with the work centers now being, I mean, that whole VinFast plant and all of the, there's a FedEx plant that's going out there, there's a new uh, Coca-Cola bottling plant that's going out there in the Sanford area, and uh, an, another 600,000 square foot industrial park got approved yesterday. I mean, that whole area is going to become a an employment center. And it's just as easy to live. Hey, they're talking about a commuter rail. We know how right, we right. like to talk about it's easier to live rails, where it's less expensive where, where you guys are than it is to live in the triangle and yeah. drive. You can live on the other side of that and have a high quality of life and drive in on a road that's not as uh, populated. So, I mean, I can see you guys just continue to I, kill it. I think it a lot of people in our area view could could see a vision one day where the oh, yeah. triangle, where the southern point of the triangle down in Moore County yeah. there, and I mean with with Sanford. All, all the great things we have in Southern Pines Pioneers. There's already so many people that do that commute every yep, day back absolutely. and forth. Um, and it's it's only growing right yeah. now, which, you know, brings its good and bad things and lots of feelings. Absolutely, but, absolutely. Um, 
But small town, small town, yeah. North Carolina. There's a lot of them that uh, aren't small towns anymore. Yeah, no, definitely not. All right, so do you got? Did you guys pour a bitter? Yes. Well, is, technically, yes, I poured the. Bitter you poured for the you. bitter. <laughs> they still make bitters. I paid for the salad. Where uh, you want to talk about it? Or? Sure. You know, so we're this bitter. I was excited when I saw bitter. I'm like, oh goodness, people still make those. Our, Amazing. Uh, our head, our head brewer Steve is. Uh, I mean, these styles are his. These classic styles are his favorite and something he absolutely loves. And we've been working on some fun projects for uh, for this fall. We have some really big events kind of occurring. And one of the things we felt like, you know, a, a bitter, you know, going into the fall is just a great yeah. time to drink one. You yeah. get the malt, you get the hops. It's just, I know, it's it's fall in a glass to me in a, beer mm-hmm. in a, in a good way. So this was a small batch one that we were working on. And uh, before we kind of do scale up and do, it'll be a draft only one that we kind of put out into the world in a, about a month, but wanted to kind of bring it here. It's a fun, fun style. It's, it's really good. I'm glad. Yeah, it's, I, I it's like really it. Good. I mean, you know, we we'll, this will never be a full time beer for us because we like money. But <laughs> like, I I love either, I love you either, you either love certain styles or you love money. So <laughs> that's right. <laughs> that's right. It's an unfortunate thing, but we're doing uh, beer of the month at uh, Wooden Nickel, and we were talking with Dean. Uh, in October, and we were talking to Dean about some stuff you know we'd like to see for the fall, and uh, an ESB was kind of one of the things he mentioned. So we're going to have that around for him. Yeah, unfortunately, it's a style that doesn't really see the light of day yeah. very very often. But I but I I really enjoy it. It's just it's so what's what are we ABV five point one? Yeah, I I I've always just kind of enjoyed this style because it was one of the first like quote craft beers that I had that wasn't an IPA or um a wheat beer mm-hmm. <laughs> you know that I was like oh so much flavor with this and it was almost like I remember the first CSB first bitter I had was like almost like chewy yeah you know and and um I don't know any other way to say that I still feel the same way when when I have one um but this is this is really excellent so, as usual, you brought about 18 different beers. Um, <laughs> Doing this or not? <laughs> well, here's the one. Okay, you're, you're getting into the crowlers. And Wayne has not spilled from a crowler yet. I know, it's so impressive. You have three more opportunities. For, There's four more so opportunities. Much There's just a chance. He brought two crowlers of eight, so it's not as much beer as it looks like uh, this time. Okay. There's going to be some take-home stuff. Right okay, now. okay. Uh, okay. Sam, well, we'll you know, the, the one that I'm most fascinated by. Uh, sorry, Jamie just Jamie's for Wayne, out. so it doesn't work. Doesn't is matter. that what is the? It was the the the, the Tejas the Tejas Verde. The Tejas Verde. What is that? Oh boy! It, you know, a fun beer that we've done uh, never in cans before. We've done some small batches where we've released them in our local market. Okay, uh, but Texas Rig is our uh, our core big West Coast mm-hmm. Imperial IPA. We've been doing that. We released that first as a limited release, mm-hmm. um, and decided to bring it on as a kind of a full time beer. And so uh, years ago, we did a batch where we used a bunch of jalapenos in it and we decided you know let's let's try to scale this up and um i think this as a style there's such a return gonna move you know so many people want this kind of clean bitter ipa these days and we thought it would be fun to 
you know, take a style of a beer that we do, we love, that has a, a big fan base for us, and add in those jalapenos and bring it back. Nice. Some cans for the first time. Okay. Artwork was killer on the can. But can yeah, no, I was going to say, the art on that is fantastic. No, and if people like Texas Rig, the way the jalapenos come through on it's this. It's funny. It's like just, I, I, uh, see that, I see that label, and I want it to be brought out on a uh, sizzling skillet, but that would actually probably, <laughs> that would probably, ruin, that would probably ruin the beer, but that's the here and there. Well, we're going to get back to that one, but we opened and started. Yeah, I'll let, you want to describe that one, or I can do it. Go ahead. Um, so that that's a uh, we we've never brewed uh, just a straight ahead pale ale. Um, um, that we tried to like scale up at all, and so this is another beer where we were just trying to trying to brew just a really easy drinking pale ale. Um, and uh, I think this it's is a little lighter in color. Yeah. It's it's yeah. kind of a like a gold. Um, for a, for a paleo, it's really easy to drink. Mm-hmm. Um, what what's what do you have in that one? You know, from you know, you talk about the color stuff, and really even just trying to get away from some caramel malts and some of this, and stick with some more like good, you know, you know, still a little bit of sweetness, a little bit of like honey flavor in there from the malt, but it really just allows the hops to kind of to shine through on this one. So, what hops do you do? You know what the hop bill looks like in that? It's not a hoppy pale ale. It's not super hoppy, yeah. no. I, I mean, we're, there's a little bit, I believe, of centennial in this one, but more focused still on some of your bigger seas, like some more citra. And, it's just very um, balanced. It is. It's good. And it's yeah. just something we wanted to be as an easy-drinking, um, you know, go-to. As I just built from <laughs> a car. Oh, oh, yeah. That's right. Not even a crowler that time. Joe, you need to finish. You need to drink your pale ale so we can get I'll to get around to it. Tejas <laughs> was, sorry, I was tracking some breaking Tom Brady news that just came from Tommy. Tommy. Yeah. T- What's going on with Tommy? No, Tommy's uh, he's apparently he's taking a two week break from the uh, from the Bucks during camp. He'll be back. This is the day after Ben Bolin wrote a column That's some saying Dennis Rodman stuff right there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know, man. I don't know. Let's anyway, Vegas and anyway, it's just one of these things that I one of the things I had to I had to flag for later so I can talk about it. So I'm like, oh, that's interesting. Clearly, I know what I'm talking about this afternoon. Well, anyway, you heard it here <laughs> first in about but a week. Not first, yeah, you heard yeah. it here later, of, folks. Yeah, as of twelve thirty nine on Thursday, August eleventh. That's breaking news, right? Okay, but you're probably listening to this. I don't know this weekend, and it's probably. We'll probably know more about what's going on with Tom Brady. Hopefully. Tommy's probably already back from his two-week hiatus. <laughs> Either that or he's now with the Dolphins. They did a trade with, they did, they did a trade with Tua. I have no idea. We'll the whole two weeks going to be in a hyperbolic chamber, I guess. Potentially, yes. 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 Maybe he's going to go to Germany like Dwayne Wade did yeah. and then suddenly come back refreshed. Who knew? Anyway. Um, <laughs> so where were we? We were talking about – All right, I have to Tommy. chug this so I can get to my uh, to my, to my, my Texas. Tejas. My Tejas. Tejas Verde. It is a – Awesome can. It was it was fun, you know the taking taking the existing can, changing up the color profile, adding in the you know getting rid of the worms and putting the peppers yeah. on there, and uh, and it's and the jalapeno comes through just. So I wanted to ask about the jalapeno. Are you using fresh jalapenos? What what are you using? Crystallized jalapenos. For this? <laughs> what are we doing here? Yep, fresh jalapenos. We ended up. Uh, and a little bit of habanero as well. Yeah, we actually Who's bought, the, those? bought the jalapenos twice because we didn't realize. I think when we just saw the recipe, it all comes up, the grain, the stuff, and went ahead and ordered all the jalapenos. And they, 
you know, two, three weeks before we brewed it, and then boxes and boxes of fresh jalapenos show up, and we're like, good, well, we're going to try to figure out what to do with these and order them again in two weeks because uh, so super fresh, and we we yeah. actually this time decided to buy well, these special presses, these vegetable presses we found okay. at Webstaurant. So we, we hand-pressed all these, you know, and chopped them up, Dude, basically. And so we had 60 pounds of jalapenos that went into this. The tap room... It's boy, it smelled like Bring somebody like eyes, yeah, huh? pepper yeah. spray, like somebody had a bear encounter in there that like, man, day. This and, smells amazing. Yeah, this, so, it literally smells like fresh out. Yeah. yeah. Okay. But it was, it was a big team effort sitting up in the tap room just smashing them all and you can't I don't know, we played around with some other things and some small batches and we're like nothing tastes the same as just using those those fresh peppers. Dude. Well, yeah, and it gives you that green flavor. Yes. No, it ta- you can taste the jalapeno tastes, you know, without the heat until yeah. the, the very end, the capsaicin starts to build in the back of your throat yeah. a little bit. Yeah. I, ooh, man, I need... This is... Okay. This is excellent. Um, as is. But damn, I need some... I need some chips and salsa like right now. Joe, oh, we just ate lunch. Sandwich. I know. And we didn't have Mexican. I feel like a Hawaiian pizza maybe too where it doesn't have the jalapenos yeah, on it. And yeah, this yeah, becomes the jalapenos yeah, yeah. kind of oh, thing with like it. That. could be like... Yeah. Mm. So, so we're good. thinking about it's really good. We're thinking with the place in Carthage about doing doing some pizza. So that would okay. be our first time doing that as well. And we just learned about there's I guess there's a pizza convention we could go to. <laughs> right. Why didn't we go know on? What did we know about this? Go on. I'm <laughs> when you find more out, will you let us know? Yeah, yes. yeah exactly. <laughs> um, and then kind of what's coming up for us is we just uh, we just ordered a bottling line. So we're getting into bottling later on. Wait, wait, wait! Uh, what? Brewery. Uh, that doesn't make sense. Everybody else went to cans. Yeah, <laughs> um, we 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 basically decided we wanted to do um, all of our special barrel aged batches uh, in bottles now. Okay, just to kind of make it a more unique experience and uh, d- kind of designing the bottle, um, designing. We're going to a rebrand as well, and that'll be kind of the first thing. Um, that we'll, we'll, we'll release that has some of our new branding on it. So we're super excited about that. And Micah can elaborate a little bit more, I guess. You know, we've, we've loved doing so many of these big barrel-aged stouts, like our Drunken Vigils and our German Chocolate Cake. And, you know, and selling those in four packs of 16-ounce cans, it's, it's a tough way to sell them, you know. And I think even from a consumer standpoint, there's just not as much value placed on, um, you know, and willingness to, to buy something that's in 16-ounce cans versus that nice bottle um, and we put so much time and effort into those, and they're they're such incredible products for us. Uh, we decided this was the year we we're going to do it, and we've been brewing stouts for the last starting last year, and so we have you know six to eight different stouts right now, aging in in different barrels. And while we'll have our, I mean, boy, we'll have our first release probably out in October, but we're really excited to kind of start dropping some of these in uh, these five hundred mil bottles. That's yeah. it. It's. it's it's a, it's a weird position because cans are the norm for for so much and for so many. But at the same time, when you have a special release, you're like fighting. Is it special enough that it's in another can? It's still mm-hmm. the same beer, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. It's the same. It tastes the same. Yeah. It's you put the same amount of love and effort into it, but is it perceived as like? almost fans is it perceived as valuable as the as the price you're paying for it you know doesn't make sense we're kind of inspired we're kind of inspired by breweries like you know uh burial obviously but then even like what incendiary has been doing you know in the triad uh they're they're doing some really cool you know barrel age releases in bottles um 
and, and it, it really does help make it a more special event. It's something you can share, you know, you can save the bottle. Like, uh, it, it being in cans and, you know, we had such tr- tremendous, um, success with drunken vigils being, a, right. a, you know, a huge beer in a 16 ounce can. But eventually we were like, like how much can we charge for a four pack? <laughs> you know, right. like, well, like that's we're going to have to charge $60 it... for a four pack eventually. And like, are people going to pay that? It's like, what if right. you make it into a smaller, uh, a smaller, uh, a way for them to consume it, I think, and, yep. and build some value to it. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, so multiple tap rooms, multiple beers, new food and liquor and everything else, possibly a radio station. Who knows? <laughs> let me know. <laughs> let, let you know. Let me know. He can commute. Oh, but permanent how, residence at the Palomino. But we started here with create a boutique motel. <laughs> make it really kitschy, have a pull out front. Um, I, I've heard of some breweries doing this in, uh, in towns. I've heard, I've heard about this. I don't hate it. I yeah. love it. I love um, it. Yeah, but I was going to say, all this new stuff, all this change, all this update, we still started with Duck Hook, right? You still have – what What other of, like, your original beers are still around that are still getting it done? You know, when we, when we first started, you know – June 23rd, we started to make Duck Hook Day. June 23rd, 2014 is when we brewed our first batch of beer, Duck Hook. In Micah's garage. Yeah, you know, we spent a year. Day two, we made Man of Law. Um, right after that, we brewed Plowman's Folly, our Saison, which no one has seen for a long time. But the fact that there's two beers, Duck Hook and Man of Law, that we still have. There are two bestsellers in the state of North Carolina and we made those recipes in my garage over the course of a year as we were getting ready to start this brewery. Is is to me such a it's a special thing. There's still, you know, black handprints on the wall from the char mm-hmm. as we you know climbed up on our brew house up the ladder to you know get the stuff up there. And the propane burners are going and um, and to think about all the time and effort we spent on those two beers, it's it's awesome to me. Those are still such a huge part of what we are. And if you come to Moore County, you know that's those are the beers you're going to find in Moore County everywhere. Gas stations. Grocery stores, restaurants. Drink carts. Drink cart everywhere, you know. And so it's that's super special for us. Sure. Yeah, and I, I, I wanted to make sure we mentioned that before I got to my next question that we briefly talked about and said it's coming, you're selling out. Let's, let's talk about this pumpkin beer you guys are, are making. <laughs> let's go. So, so, so one of the things we decided we were going to do, um, talking about kind of our process of developing beers, is – we wanted to plan them a year out, you know, so our marketing people could kind of like start to create um, the uh, the materials. We'd have enough runway to do all the test batches and everything. And so I don't know, I guess um, maybe in October, September, October last year, we decided to plan out our entire uh, entire year's calendar for this year. And so one of the things that I think around that time we'd done a small batch at the tap room, which I was completely against, and because I'm a hater. Um, <laughs> yeah, but you also that, said you like money. Yeah, so. exactly, exactly. <laughs> so that, I was like, hey, if it, as long as it's a really good one, yes, we can do it. But um, we wanted to make some beers, kind of based uh, based around um, coffee drinks. We kind of done a whole series this year. Um, I love coffee. Um, we did a salted caramel macchiato mm-hmm. earlier this year. So we kind of wanted to do, what do we call that? What are we calling this? Is it pumpkin cream cold brew? 
And it was it was a way too. I'll say we're easing into the pumpkin where there's <laughs> pumpkin beers, but where there's not actually pumpkin in this beer. It's pumpkin spice. Yeah. And Dave, our you know our he'd been our head cellarman, assistant brewer. He actually ground up all the spices in his house. Um, kind of worked out what are we going to put in here to give it that flavor. There's ginger in it, just all the cinnamon, yeah. and nutmeg and things. And I didn't realize there wasn't pumpkin in it. And I guess realized pumpkin pie does taste the way it does because of, of all it's spices. because spices. people don't want pumpkin. They want <laughs> no. the spice. Exactly. Now, what's spice. funny about realize. that is what's funny about that is is that I've actually had pumpkin beers yeah. that are made with right. pumpkin. Mm-hmm. And I've actually found those to be, I mean, I, I want to say dogfish originally was making pumpkin beer. I could see that. With actual pumpkin. Yeah, I could see that. And it were it was light on the spice. And what I found to be interesting is that it went well with dessert. Mm. So if I'm having pecan pie or pumpkin pie with it, it actually complemented because it wasn't overpowering with all the spice. Mm. But that's not what people want. People want that taste right. in the can. They want it in the bottle. It's the Yankee candle effect. If you uh, say essentially, it, if, yes. If you right. say it smells or tastes like that, it, it yeah. better. It tastes now, exactly like all, this, all this to be said about not all real ingredients. Like, like goop candles. Yes. <laughs> not all real ingredients matter because exactly. I know that we're getting to the time of the year where people are putting like actual pine trees in beer and I'm like no I don't want to taste an air freshener I'm good thanks we, we did that once yeah. we, I mean, we will a, never talk about it again yeah I was gonna say, so you get it you get it it's like oh, yeah. hey this sounds hey, like we're a good southern idea. pines let's put some pine this needles a, nope oh no it was no. like cranberry and pine oh, oh holiday, boy holiday IPA yeah. you know what that's a yeah. great candle <laughs> it is not great a great candle. beer I'm guessing yeah, uh, that you guys can admit probably not a good idea. Hey, we try. We like to try a lot of weird of course, stuff, and so you're, you know, there's going to be big failures sometimes when you do that. Yeah, that's but, the, the hard that's sale. Sale. You're not, you're not going to find something new. You're not going to do something new. You're not going to discover something if you don't experiment. That's and you got to laugh at the misses, not yeah. at, at the time when no one's buying it, but later. <laughs> so what are we naming this? Pumpkin that, that cream cold brew. That's it. Exactly that. <laughs> we don't want it. We oh, want to take all nice the guess- witty. No, we want to. No. We want to take all the guesswork out of it. Yeah. It's 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 very interesting. Sometimes you just call the thing what it is: German chocolate cake, and everybody's like, "Oh, I bet that tastes like German chocolate cake." There you go. Doesn't need to be, you know, all this. No mystery behind it, and uh, and if you can nail it, it sets expectations. If you nail it, it's a winner. If you if you miss, you're in trouble. So that's uh, it's kind of laying it all out there. But so yeah, it, pumpkin cream cold brew. It'll have lactose in it. Oh yeah, hence the cream. Oh yeah. So not a cream ale. Not a cream <laughs> ale. Okay. No. V- vegans beware. This this can't is have one that. Of them that uh, I can see where right. people get confused. Yep. Me, you guys are serious. Oh yeah. I, I've been doing something else and listening to this in the background, and I thought. Thought this was a parody. <laughs> okay. uh, no, they were absolutely Southern Pines Company or <laughs> no, 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 no. The, the pumpkin cream ale cold brew. I mean, I thought you, were, I thought you guys were like pulling with Baker's yeah, leg or something. It's gonna be a big stout. Yeah. Um, I like it. Yeah, I like it. We're we're looking forward to it. It'll be your bestseller for like three weeks. Like it will. Exactly. You yeah. know, it'll yeah. it'll. It's what everybody Even will want for three days. It would be awesome if it was. Right. So uh, that's right. And when's it when's it coming out? September. Yeah. Right, first week of September. You can't have a pumpkin yeah. beer in September. It's got to be July. It's already so late. Oh, I know. That's <laughs> the, we're, we're, uh, our uh, Oktoberfest is coming out uh, next week, and that's always like my one of my favorite beers we do, probably yeah. top two. Mm. Um, we, you know, we basically just tried to make like a North Carolina Hacker Shore, I guess is how we describe what we try to do. But uh, I love that beer so much, and yeah. I think we've gotten a little bit better with it every year, and so that'll be out next week. and. We're Tasting super, killer. We're filtering it tomorrow, can it Monday, and it's it's great. Yeah, I tried it out of the bright tank yesterday. I mean, out of the fermenter yesterday, and it was 
fantastic. Before we get into uh, real harvesting and gardening questions mm-hmm. for for our horticulturalist, yeah. for Jamie the horticulturalist, uh, <laughs> sticking on that, a good good little segue. Doom was a beer that came out this year. West Coast IPA, absolutely loved it. Came out twice, right? Or, or just once? It just came out once. Just once? We just made, I, he, Michael was like, how much of that do you think we can sell? And I was like really uh, confident with myself. I was like, I'm just going to make people feel bad if they don't buy it. You know? Well, just, like, just, 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 gonna, just, just like type emotional in manipulations can be part just, of myself. Just plan. type in IDKFA <laughs> and then you get unlimited sales. Some people will get that reference. Some people will get that reference. I get it. Okay, good. Okay. Um, people but, but anyway, it, it seemed like we released it twice because uh we made a lot of it and so it lasted usually with our limiteds they typically you know we want them to last for like a month and then we bring out the next month that one lasted for two months you know so Um, okay so that 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 kind of made it seem like it was more so my name did not sell as well as i thought it would (laughs) it's because people don't know you yeah man so it was doom doom the horticulturalist wasn't it yeah yeah Yeah. well next next it was a the artwork Actually, was that stellar. Sound, that sounds like a hell of a New York rapper. <laughs> seriously, like, I would I would listen to that Williamsburg rapper. No, seriously, <laughs> I would absolutely listen to that dude's mixtape about growing succulents yes. in Williamsburg. <laughs> that would I'd be all over it. But it it was a West Coast IPA, which we love. Yeah, and it was all the things you love because you you do love plants. Yeah, right. You love yeah. gardening. Yeah. Have you? Continued that since your move to Fayetteville, or I I uh, went to there's a great little like local seed store in downtown Fayetteville, and I went there and was like I moved into like an apartment building there in Haymont, and I was, said I have four hours of sunlight in the morning, and what can I grow out here? And they gave me some plants and moss. I right. kept them alive until like a couple of weeks ago, where I think that my plants got depressed. Like it wasn't me. But the plants were like, it's just too hot. We're not doing this anymore. So um, I have to replenish that for the fall. But that's the only gardening I've been doing, unfortunately. Like, I'm going to, next year, I'm going to uh, try to find a local community gardening space there, which there's a few of them I just found out about in Fayetteville. Um, and really, you know, spend my time out there growing uh, some vegetables in the community garden. So that should be cool. Yeah. I just think, you know, it's, it's, one of your your interests slash hobbies slash passions. That- we all try to recreate ourselves a little bit during COVID, I guess. Right. And so, yeah, that was definitely definitely a fun a fun thing that I uh, threw myself into for a few years, and I would like to get back to it because I like putting my hands in the dirt. It's good. Well, if you don't keep the horticulture uh, <laughs> theme, you can't make Doom the horticulturalist any more than you can pivot and just call it Doom the first person. Shooter? Where are we going? IPA? Or are we going? <laughs> no? Yeah. Well, I, I, I actually, that one probably I, won't I actually introduced well, that. Yeah. I, I introduced that game but to the, the kids. Game. I mean, right. I, I introduced that, ki- that game to the kids not that long ago. Um, I'm like, hey, guys, this, this was this was a controversial game. I would like day. to do an MF Doom, and now that he's passed away, I, I don't know. feel like I can get sued as much. Oh, your, your ass is so getting sued <laughs> if you do that. Um, that's that's why I said you should just you know go with the horticult- oh, horticulturalist yeah. as a rap name. Anyway, um, they were like these graphics are trash. I'm like it looks like Minecraft. What are you talking know. about? You guys love Minecraft. I don't know, but y'all don't know what it Grew was up like on back that then. Earl Weaver baseball. Yeah, come on now. Build let your me, own stadium. Let me tell you about 
Let me tell you about backyard baseball, okay? Oh, backyard. Baseball stars, Neo Geo. Oh, yeah, that was the move back in the day. All right, so before Flex. we wrap things up, um, what can people, all the beers that we talked about, but what can people look forward to going into the rest of the, now that summer's wrapping up and heading into the fall? You know, we got the bitter, obviously, as you, as you discuss, is a good crisp beer or beer to have when it's crisp outside. What else we got coming up? October um, will be hopefully our first um, barrel release in bottles, and we're doing a we're doing a, a, a Baltic porter, and we're putting Ooh. them in rum barrels, Ooh. maple barrels, and bourbon barrels. So we're going to be able to, and we're going to have the just the regular ones. So we'll be trying to simultaneously or fairly simultaneously release uh, the four beers at once, and kind of give people that experience with the different barrels. Gotcha. First time we've ever done anything like that. I'm really, really excited about that. And I think, I mean, if there's one big thing happening through the end of the year, it's that, that whole barrel-aged out program. I mean, we're going to have Drunken Vigils out uh, this year. We're actually trying to do a Black Friday release for the first time. Usually it's right nice. around Christmas that we do it, which is always so much going on at that time. And we thought, you know, beer's been in, sitting in barrels and tasting phenomenal. And with the can't, bottling line coming online. Um, yeah, when will the bottling line be ready? Oh, What's your goal? Yeah, gonna be are you trying right now? Are you trying? Okay. Is your hope is your hope to have drunken vigils in bottles this year? Yes, okay. this year drunken vigils, German chocolate cake bottles. Uh, we won't, you know, and we've got a, a few other really fun. And five hundred mils a good, yeah, a good size. Good size. You can yeah. still share that. Seven fifties, so much, you big boy, so much. I mean, you can, but you pay for it. You can drink it by yourself, but you pay for it. Looking at you, CBS. <laughs> yeah, that will kind of like, uh, like I said, we're going to launch our rebrand through the barrel program. And then we're hoping um, we hired a firm. What well, we started with them in September, and we've been working through the rebrand for the past and I, I five think, or six months. And yeah. so we're going to have a completely new look on all of our packaging, all of our cans beginning of next year, um, which is really, you know, like we hired Andrew Johnson to be our uh, chain manager. And chains are such a big part of it. And, uh, you know, as a brewery, you have to really go through a rebrand every five or six years yeah. if you want to stay relevant yeah. and pop on the shelf. And no. well, we've talked so much yourself. about the taproom stuff, too, but I think on that that wholesale chain part of our business is still so important to us. And, mm-hmm. you know, we're in, you have great relationships with Healy Wholesale in the Fayetteville market and Tryon and the rest of the state. We still self-distribute in our home market. Um, but, you know, what, what's been happening for us and change this year has been so positive in, in a tough year. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, I, and we're really, you know, this rebrand is, it's not a taproom play. It's a, you know, wholesale distribution play. And, and, like, what does our product look like on the shelf? Hopefully bringing on a cartoner end of this year, um, a robotic cartoner. And so that will have, you know, all, all our stuff will kind of leave some of the pack tech realm and get into these nice. cardboard boxes. Cool. And so we're really excited about even, like, what our brand is going to look like and become and without, you know, um, where our brand is really going is much more brand focused where, you know, our first cans of the black cans with the green or, you know, blue labels on the bottom were exclusively product focused mm-hmm. where we are now, I think is in this middle ground where we really wanted the brewery to come front and center, but we're still branding the product heavy. This next one, we're really going towards our brand. Um, and I think is, you know, trying to build more consumer confidence and knowing that I guess this is a Southern Pines beer, regardless of what it is on there. Like, you know, it's going to be good. It's going to be quality and you're going to like it. And I think as our brand has kind of evolved in this way, it's a really neat neat place where I'm excited to see this stuff come out in, in 2023. There's 400 breweries in the state. Or uh, Micah's the yeah. Micah's the um, well, you're, you're the 
chairperson of the North Carolina Brewers Guild? What's it, what's it called? Yeah, I'm pre- president of the board of North Carolina Brewers Guild. But, you know, North Carolina, it's just such a killer state for craft beer right now. And There's uh, a lot going on. So much going on. And so it's, it's fun to get to be part of that and keep trying to figure out what our place is there and how do we, how do, we do that. Very cool. Well, thanks for, uh, thanks for coming out. It was a fun conversation as always. No, thank you so much for having yeah, us. Thank you for having us. Uh, that's going to wrap it up for this edition of the 919 Beer Podcast. Uh, next week, a little bit different, um, we'll have uh, the episode that we recorded while we were out in Greensboro at South End, and then we're going to take a little trip out to Southern Smoke yeah. next week, too. Go to Garland. Go out to Garland and talk to Matthew Register for a little bit, and uh, we'll bring you that episode as well. So it'll be a little bit of a, a, a double, he has a double free, shot. He has Free Beer Friday. Free Beer Friday. So if you, He's if got you Budweiser wanna, next hey, Friday. If, if you're, you're looking for something to do, come down to Garland to Southern Smoke uh, next <laughs> Friday for lunch right, and lunchtime. free Budweiser. All right, we'll see you guys then. Cheers. Cheers. You've been listening to the 919 Beer Podcast with host Joe Ovius, Adam Eshbaugh, and Wayne Holt. Don't forget, there are many ways you can listen to this podcast, including streaming at WRALsportsfan.com, the WRAL Sports Fan app. And you can also subscribe for free at Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Pocket Casts, and TuneIn. This podcast also airs Saturday mornings at 8 on Buzz Sports Radio. Thanks again for listening to the 919 Beer Podcast.